Hey there, welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast, where faith and works are empowered. With every episode, we're embracing our multi-layered lives with faith, know-how, and grit. I'm your host, Dr. Jasmine, and I'm ready to go global with you. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast, where faith and works are empowered. I'm Dr. Jasmine, and I'm so pleased to have with me Miss Petra Gordon, all the way from Ontario, Canada. She's a graduate of the University of Waterloo with a bachelor's degree in social development studies and social work. Petra serves her community as a registered social worker, entrepreneur, educator, speaker, widow support coach, and community leader. She is also the author of Faith in the Fire, a story of resilience. Miss Petra, I'm so excited to have you join me on the Girl Go Global podcast. And I'm even more excited that you decided to sponsor this episode. Petra, would you please, please, please tell the global girls more about yourself? Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Jasmine, for having me on your show. It is a pleasure. And honestly, I just want to be able to have some honest conversations today about my journey uh, navigating widowhood and navigating loss um, of a husband. And really, it's the death of my husband that really birthed um, this journey of me becoming a widow support coach and continuing to uh, branch off into private practice to work to provide uh, therapy for those who are navigating grief, loss, and bereavement. So I'm really excited to be here today to share. Thank you so much for joining me. I think this is a very important conversation considering we are just inching our way out of a pandemic very slowly. (laughs) And a lot of people have lost loved ones, lost spouses, just lost family members, you know, due to unforeseen circumstances, impromptu, just overnight, if it may feel like overnight. So I'm so excited to have you on this platform just to kind of have you talk about it because there's probably something you can share that's going to help someone. And this is what we want to do, add value to the lives of others and point people back to Christ. That's like my sole purpose with this engagement. So I just want to delve right into a conversation with you about... When did it ha- when did it happen, and how you know did you come to this point in your life where you say I can coach someone through their process? Right. Well, to be honest, uh, my husband and I were married for about ten years and together for about I would say twelve, and he had some health issues. He had diabetes and he was experiencing kidney failure as a result. But honestly, we, I felt really confident. I was praying and believing God that there was going to be a turnaround. Like I never at at any time in our journey together, um, believed that this would result in death. And then December 16th, uh, 2018, he unexpectedly passed away. And at that point, you know, my entire life, as you can imagine, got turned upside down because I was not expecting at the age of 38 at the time, and my husband was 42, that I would become this widow. And what did that mean for me? And how do I navigate this? And there was just so much things happening at that time. And so I never in my mind imagined that I would become an author. I never imagined at the time that I would even get into the industry or, or, or do this type of work to work and serve widows because I never imagined that this would be my story, 
right? So it has been a journey to lead me up to um, really discovering or rediscovering my purpose and how the Lord would have me to serve after experiencing this type of tragedy. And wow. it was it's through listening to God, even though I was resisting it. I was like, no, nah, God, I don't want nothing to do with it. <laughs> Someone else can talk to the widows. I'm going to work on empowering women to navigate adversity. But wow. he kept on, I kept on knocking on my heart though. And he wouldn't let me shake widows. And I had to stop and ask him, okay, Lord, is this who you want me to serve? Wow. And he gave me that confirmation. And so I had to just be obedient that, you know, to follow that calling, to follow what the Lord was leading me to do, because I saw him really give me the grace to navigate through, navigate through that loss and grief. I wasn't, you know, losing my mind. I was able to still take steps forward. And so I thought, okay, Lord, show me how to do this. And that's kind of how it led me to becoming a widow coach. Wow. That's such a great story. And to be perfectly honest with you, before we met, uh, I guess it was sometime last year, virtually, mm-hmm. yeah. I had no, not heard of a widow coach before. Right. Or of person that coaches widows. Obviously, I had heard of grief counseling and, mm-hmm. you know, just supportive groups, but someone who's just really, really locked in to right. having that one-on-one or group session with someone in the way that you're doing it is just so intriguing to me and just so commendable. Let me just be one of the first to say you're doing it and I just appreciate the work that you're doing Thank because you. we never know when we're going to uh, face our day of struggle so in this way. Yeah. So for way. sure, thank you. I'm just on behalf of, in behalf of all the um, people that you've probably helped in so many ways. But I want to delve into, you know, what role does faith have in that uh, feeling of grief and loss? How do you engage your faith? Or how do you tell those you coach to tap into their faith in order to help them get through those dark nights? You know what? I would say faith in God has been the foundation. It has been the core thing um, that has kept me sound mind. And when I say that is that I have no children. My husband and I had no children together. So he and I were just, we were one, we were a unit. And so when you took away my husband, um, I had to move because staying in my current home long-term financially, mm-hmm. I wasn't going to be able to do it. Wow. There was no will. So I had to go through uh, probate court and do all of those things. And when you strip away all the material things, okay, all that's really there that is foundational and core is God. And so when I looked at my life, I said, okay, all of these temporal things, they come and then they go, but the one constant is God. And so I had to really reconnect with who did God design me to be before Mm -hmm. I became a wife, because I was not always married. I wasn't Mm -hmm. born married. Okay. Mm -hmm. And when I talk to moms, I say, well, who were you before you even became a mom? Mm -hmm. That God had destined you with a purpose in mind, before you even met your spouse, before you even became a mom. And so in the grief, while I was grieving, I had to reconnect and get realigned with God's divine purpose for me and recognize that 
the loss of my husband does not change God's divine purpose and intention for my life. Amen. And that is the thing that has really kept me going on the dark days and the days where I felt like, oh man, I cannot do this. I am tired emotionally. He always brings me back to, I created you with purpose. Mm. Circumstances are going to happen. Losses are going to happen but I still have a purpose and plan for your life. And I believe that has been the thing that has helped me to navigate the grief and the loss. Um, And that's what I encourage others to do that are navigating their own journey of grief and loss is to get reconnected to God's divine purpose and intention for your life. Cause that doesn't change. That's so, so, so good. Just, you know, even if I think that that's a tip that, anyone who has not even lost a loved one or close loved one in that way can say point me back to my purpose point me back to why I'm here that's right so that I can live intentionally absolutely absolutely and you know that's just something that resonates with me so much just even now in my life I'm (laughs) have gone through a number of things just recently over the last several years right. and that's one of the reasons why I said how do I want to show up in the world how do I want to you know just point and I'm on my goal right is to point people back to Christ yes and so this is my way with this podcast and with other things that I'm doing to say I'm going to fund this God's going to give me the means and I'm just going to share. I'm going to just use this as my platform, my own way of doing some form of ministry, kingdom work, yeah, in a new and inventive and creative way. So I yeah, I, I definitely can, you know, connect with what you're saying. And I think so many others will as well. One of the things I want to talk about that you mentioned is this whole idea about um, that financial you said mm-hmm. that he passed away without a will. Um, recently, right. we we learned in media that mm-hmm. Chadwick Boseman also passed away without a will. You right. would think that as a celebrity, they would have all of their paperwork in order. Mm-hmm. But what can you say about that? What can you share about your experience? I know you live in Canada. I'm here right. in the U.S. Yeah. There's some differences, I'm sure. But what can you share from your experience about, you know, just encouraging people to put that paperwork in place? Oh, absolutely. Um, so here's the the mistake that a lot of us young couples make, right? We don't think about our end life. Mm-hmm. We assume that because we are young, that we have time. And so my husband and I kept on putting it off. We're like, ah, we got time. Ah. And then I saw my dad, you know, get uh sick with ALS. And I saw my mom and my dad say, you know what, before he even got sick, let's get this will out of the way. Mm. But they're older. So we think that's a senior adult thing to do. But what I really want to strongly advocate to young people, young adults is to get your will and estate in order. The Mm. worst thing that my husband and I did was put it off. And to be honest, we finally, as my husband's health starts to decline some more, decided, okay, we're going to go, we're going to get this done. Went to met with the lawyer. The lawyer said, come back tomorrow. We went on Friday. He said, come back on Saturday. And I said, nah, I'm not coming here on Saturday. I'm not going to spend my Saturday all day down at this lawyer's house. We'll see you on Monday afternoon. Cause my husband is not going anywhere. 
my husband died Sunday night. Oh my God. So even, man, Mm. even though the stuff was drafted, it was not signed because I delayed, not my husband, me. I said, my husband's not going anywhere. He's going to be fine. We'll see you Monday. Well, Mm. I can't guarantee Monday. I barely can guarantee the end of the day. We only have a moment. Mm. And so the greatest lesson I learned from this experience, do not put this off and assume you have tomorrow. I assumed that I would have until Monday to get these things signed. And my husband died the night before. Oh my goodness. So I am a strong advocate for couples, for parents, get that, don't delay, get it done. Don't just talk about it. Don't think it over, just do it. I immediately, after my husband died, I made sure I marched myself down there to the estate lawyer and I got that stuff done because doing it is for your family that you leave behind because they're the ones now that have to navigate through the appropriate court and all of the different hurdles And while you're grieving, nobody wants to have to navigate through that additional burden Mm -hmm. while they are trying to grieve. So help your families. Do it for your families. That's what I say. Do it for your loved ones because that's who is going to have to deal with the brunt of that not being done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good. I tell, you know, so, so often, even our parents, they just, you know, they know all of this, but they don't, right. it's just like, just, I don't know whether people feel like they are, would lead, get to death quicker or transition quicker if they put their paperwork in place. But I, you know, a lot of times my, my friends who have older parents, right. And they're trying to get them to put their documentation in place and things mm-hmm. of that nature. It's just so hard. Yeah. And then if then the, the, the things aren't in place and you're trying to navigate your grief, your loss, and exactly. then <laughs> you you still have this outlying item that yes. wasn't finished, yeah. you know, Absolutely. prior to you know a transition. So that's so, so right. important. Oh my gosh. Um, Petra, this has been such a good conversation so far, and I'm so excited to thank you for sponsoring this episode. And if global girls, if by chance you are looking for a great read or need help um, navigating an experience like this, pick up her book, Faith in the Fire, A Story of Resilience. I'm sure you'll be blessed by her story. Now, you've already shared a little bit of nuggets about the strategies that you you use to kind of transition into coaching. You also offer some insights about, you know, get that financial and estate planning underway. But tell me more, you know, as a widow coach, tell me a little bit more about how, what advice you would give women who are experiencing this loss, this grief, whether it be from a spouse, a significant other, or even a child, a close loved one, any advice or strategies you would give for them? I think the biggest thing when um, anyone has experienced the loss, there's this temptation to want to compare your grief and how it looks to other people. Mm. And I think it's very important for us to recognize and appreciate that we all grieve differently. Um, And I say this because when I lost my husband, because the year before I lost my dad and the the feeling and experience was very different from when I lost my husband. And so one of the things that I had to discover was 
what does my grief look like? What does mm-hmm. my grief feel like? What's my journey? Versus looking to other people um, or looking to what my notion of grief and what that should look like. You know, we look at social media, we look at media itself. You know, women are in black clothing where, you know, they're crying, they can't function, they can't eat, which is a, there are experiences in that could be someone's lived experience, but that might not be everyone's experience. And not for you to feel like something's wrong with you if you are able to maybe bounce back a little bit quicker. Maybe you're someone that's able to go back to work faster than somebody else. Maybe you're able to start dating again um, shortly after the loss of your husband. Maybe it's been six months and you're ready to date again. And there should be no judgment or guilt or shame if your journey looks different from somebody else. Because there's a Mm -hmm. lot of shaming that happens when people say, oh, well, maybe she didn't love him as much because how come she's laughing and how come she's smiling, right? So really embracing your unique journey and understanding that when it comes to grief, there is no ending, you know, there is no five step, quick step to ending grief because it doesn't end. Grief really is us. We learn how to carry it. We learn how Mm. to work through it. And one of the things that has been so powerful that I've discovered on this journey is that grief is a form or expression of love. I'm hurting because, yes, I'm hurting because this is someone that I loved. And so I always have ways that I can continue to honor him because I love them so much. And so my grief doesn't have to be something that is a yoke around my neck. It's something that I'm learning to continue to navigate through, but I honor him by continuing to love him. So it's not meant to be something to destroy us, but it's something meant for us to continue to grow and evolve in because it never really goes. We just learn how to carry it better over time. That's so, so good. You learn how to carry the grief. Oh my. Absolutely. That's good. You know, what, what was the greatest thing that you had to overcome when you, when you think about carrying your grief, you know, how were you able to start to learn to carry that grief? You know what? I think it was when I had to uh, sell my home, my matrimonial home, and transition to a new city, um, purchase my own home, new home, and mm. start to really have the courage to live and discover and get to know this new life and this new Petra, mm. right? I had to start to tap into who I am now after this loss and go even deeper. Who do I want to become? Mm. And that has taken, it's taken and continues to take God, his grace, his wisdom, his strength to help me on this discovery, on this journey, on this evolving, because Mm. I was someone different when I was with my husband. I mean, the core characteristics of who I was essentially is the same, but that loss, it changes you. So it's really discovering, okay, who am I now? What are some of my interests that maybe I didn't share with my husband or maybe I did certain things with my husband that maybe I wasn't in love with, but I did because it was shared time with him. And now I get to discover this whole new life and new interests, and new people, and new experiences. And so that's really um, empowered me 
frightens me sometimes. Like I think it's a, <laughs> it's a it's a bit of excitement and a little scary at the same time, right? Because yeah. you don't have your person, the one that you bounce ideas off and and go on this journey with together. And you're if you're used to having that, you know, it can feel a little scary. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So do you I have to ask, um, have you started dating or are you thinking about dating in a very near future? You know what, to be honest, from the very beginning, I would say the night after my husband died, um, the following day, we went to the funeral home and they asked about the, the lot. And I asked to have like a deep lot so that I, my casket could go on top of his when my time, um, has come when I pass away. And I knew at that moment that I really didn't have a desire to get remarried again. I didn't have a desire to go on this journey a second time. I kind of feel like God has shifted my life in a different direction where this chapter is really going to be um, embracing my singleness and embracing all the things that God has me to do in this chapter of my life. So I honestly don't even have the desire to date. Mm, okay. Okay. That's so interesting. Um, do you mm-hmm. have any advice for the women that you may coach through the process? Do you have any advice for those who are seeking to date? And I know you earlier, you mentioned about, you know, if you decide to date or, you know, get back out there, you know, not to feel that, you know, I guess, fear mm-hmm. and things of that nature but is there anything else you might share I mean I know that you've made a pointed term from that desire but anything right else? yeah you know what I think with uh any relationship you need to do the work on you first mm-hmm. and I think that um after you've experienced a loss to this magnitude to be very careful that you know when you're getting into a relationship and if it's more recent like new shortly after the passing, to not get into the trap of trying to compare and contrast between your husband and that partner and making them have to live up to that legacy because it's impossible, right? They're a totally different person. And so that person, whoever they get you get involved with, has to be able to still know that you're going to love your husband forever, even though he's not here, and that he doesn't need to be threatened by that fact that that love is not going to die, mm-hmm. right? But I really think that those who have suffered a loss like this need to do that work. You need to do that work on yourself as a woman, through your own grief, through your own healing, um, and, and work on you first. I, I, Whether you're a widow or not, I strongly believe that if you're going to join yourself with another person, you need to be doing that self-work. No, Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And one of the things that I have heard you say through this conversation is that though uh, the loss of your spouse, you know, was probably very tragic and grief, mm-hmm. you know, you, you know, you gra- grave his loss and, and uh, all of those things. Right. And but you came out on the other side full of purpose, mm-hmm. full of a testimony, full about even in this God you are still great. And I still have energy. I still have desire to fulfill your will and purpose for my life on this earth. And so that is so interesting to me because out of this, it kind of birthed a a purpose for you. 
you know, prior to the losing your husband, mm-hmm. what had you, what did you envision your life look like? Did you have in mind coaching, helping others through different things? What, what was life like before? Because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm feeling like you kind of shifted in a way. Absolutely. I mean, my husband was very entrepreneurial. That was his heart. Um, man of God, we both loved and served God uh, together. Uh, leadership was uh, one of our skills that we would serve in the church, you know, most of our lives, really. And um, the vision was to be able to help couples, to impart about financial literacy, to empower um, women and to pour into young people. Like there were so many big dreams. And so I really feel the responsibility to continue that legacy mm-hmm. and to maybe not do exactly all the things that we had initially talked about because now I'm geared towards including widows. And I'm also passionate about um, youth and young adults that age out of foster care because my background is in child welfare. And so it's evolving into how can I help the uh, people who are overlooked, the ones that are the underdogs, the ones who people don't really give much attention to. And so I have a strong passion to really help and support the widow, the orphan, the homeless. Like it's birthed so much in me to want to give and serve and give back. That's good. It has to be so much fulfillment there. And in that, I believe that you are honoring his memory. Absolutely. 100%. Are Are there other ways that you choose to intentionally honor his memory? Um, well, just want to connect with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things that uh, I feel is honoring him is because he was so passionate about entrepreneurship. And I honestly, he introduced it to me. I wasn't even thinking on them levels, but he introduced it to me. And so by me not giving up, you know, on those days where it's tough being an entrepreneur and you're trying to grow and, and, and build and impact those that you feel called to, I remind myself of his encouragement, encouraging me to have a voice, encouraging me to believe in myself and to, to serve and utilize the gifts that God has given to me. So anytime I feel tired, like I think I'm going to just throw in the towel and call it quits. Mm-hmm. It's like I feel his presence just encouraging me, keep on going. You know, there's someone that needs the testimony, that's someone that needs to hear that they can make it too. And so I kind of feel like just moments where I feel his presence stronger than other days to really help me to keep moving forward, you know? So I feel just by me doing this and serving this capacity is his legacy continuing through me. That's so good. That's so good. Here at the Girl Go Global podcast and community, we're all about faith. We're all about know-how. We're all about that grit, that courage, that keep to keep going, keep going with passion and persistence. Yes. If you could give one or two words to encourage and give women insights into how you keep going, how you sustain that passion and persistence, what would those words be? I would say resilience. Mm. I would say purpose, and I would say intention. And I I were to say anything to those that are listening to this is that life is going to happen. Adversity is going to come. This is one loss, but there might be multiple other losses because that's just a part of life. And I had to learn that, Mm -hmm. that 
just because adversity and circumstances beyond our control happen, does that negate the fact that God is still good? It does not negate the fact that he can still continue to bless us in the midst of the adversity. And our purpose doesn't change because circumstances around us are difficult and challenging. Stay the course, be Mm -hmm. resilient, be intentional, be aligned with your purpose, be full of faith in God, and he will navigate you through every storm right while you're in it. That's why I say faith in a fire, because Mm -hmm. he's not going to remove the fire. You can be right in the fire and God will still bless you. Mm, That's so good. Faith in the fire. Yes, sis. Oh, my. So when I say, what does it mean to go global? What does that mean to you? This podcast is called Girl Go Global. I definitely believe you are a global girl. You are stepping stepping into your power. You are navigating purpose. And when I ask you, what does it mean for girls to go global? What does that mean to you? You know, what that means to me and what just stands out for me is allowing your voice, your personal power that God has given to you, your giftings, your skill to not hold it silent and not to keep it into a box, not to hide it under a chair, but to allow it to be experienced by every single person of your influence around you, whether that be your community, whether that be your your city, whether that be your province, whether that be your nation, and not to limit to that, because now with social media, it can go through international places. I connect with people in Africa, um, Mm. in Germany, like there's no limits. All you need to do is to say, yes, God just wants our yes. And he will use us to be able to reach people all throughout the world. So go global, girl, global for me means reach the world, reach the world for what God has put in your heart to do because they're waiting for you. Amen. So before we jump off, I've enjoyed this conversation so, so much. I'd like to ask you, Patrick, if you wouldn't mind sharing a brief word of prayer for those who are navigating that grief and losses. Like, I think that you are the best person in this moment to share a prayer. Absolutely. Father, I thank you. I thank you for every person that is listening, tuning into this podcast I pray, Lord God, that you will give them a comfort that will surpass their own understanding, that you will give them a peace, oh God, right now, an assurance that you are with them, that the dark seasons that they are navigating through right now, God, be their light, be a light to their feet, be a light to their path, guide them, Lord, and remind them that even though those are times where they feel that they're alone, they are never really alone because you are present with them always. Strengthen them and remind them of your love and your divine purpose for them. In this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me. I like for you, Petra, just to share what can we expect from, from you next and to let people know how to connect with you if they're looking for coaching, if they'd like to um, select your book, to read book, book reviews and or book clubs, let them know how to connect with you. No, absolutely. So right now I'm not taking any um, new clients 
for one-to-one coaching. I am in the process of revamping uh, the work that I'm doing and I'm actually creating a school specifically for widows, an academy for widows. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the focus is beauty from ashes. And I really am really excited about that. So that's something that people can look out for. I will be launching this year and I look forward to sharing that. When it comes to my book, it's available on Amazon and uh, anyone can access it through any of the major bookstore outlets. And if you want to connect with me, I'm on social media. I'm on LinkedIn, Petra Gordon. I'm on Instagram, Petra Ignites. And I'm also on Facebook, Petra Gordon. So connect with me. I'm more than happy to reach out and share. And if you have questions, I'm always open to uh, support in any way that I can. Thank you so much for joining me, Petra. This has been the Girl Go Global Podcast, where faith and works are empowered. Ms. Petra has shared with us all about her faith, given us strategies, and shown us how to be encouraged with passion and persistence to live that faith-filled life. Girls, go global. Be sure to like, subscribe, ring that bell, and give a review so you can tell us how you're enjoying the content. Again, we're dropping episodes every week. Thank you so much for joining.